Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chandler Gibson from Split Screen Gamers. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's David. I'm so glad we're here for another episode. I got my coffee. I got my friend here. About to chat about some games. Dude, same here, man. Same here, man. Dude, you know what came out yesterday that I was, like, so hyped about and pre-ordered the special edition for? Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. I'm pretty sure I know, but at the same time, I feel, like, conflicted because I'm not sure if the answer's right, but it's Resident Evil? No. See, no, that's, no, what, no, see, that's what I'm saying. No. See, I knew I knew the wrong answer. Ah, uh, you're fine, bro. Uh, but it is a remake of a classic. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. RV, yeah, Final dude, Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII. Dude, I have been loving this game so far. Like, I spent the first like 11 hours into it, and there's like 18 really? chapters in the game. Yeah, dude. Like straight up, just playing it from like two or three to all the way like to like. Uh, past midnight to like today's morning or so forth, like three in three in the morning and whatever. So Dang, I've been um I've been working, yeah, on the game. Yeah, I've been working, dude. Dude, I've been working on the game uh pretty hard lately. No, did you no, already uh, Did you already get through the part where the demo takes place? Yes, I, I I went through that part already, and like compared to like the first part or like the first chapter of the game, it's actually the shortest so far. Really? So what you yeah what you just played whenever you play the demo was just a very short chapter and like you know how integrated I mean in, integrated or inter, integral or integrated there's the word there's the word dude um like how complex the boss fight was how it had yeah, different stages yeah, it was super and complex super, yeah like those slick animations and stuff you see that a lot more with like sub bosses and main bosses and stuff like i thought it, like the later bosses were like 10 times harder than the first boss and that's actually a good thing if you want like a challenging game to play all, while also like enjoying the story so that that's uh, yeah i heard that it was, like, like when i played the demo like, dude plus. i was pretty strapped for like the difficulty was up there, dude. I'm not gonna lie; like I was getting oh, yeah. mad, dude. I, I ended up quitting. And that was like that's pretty much old Final Fantasy for you, but like the difference is being it was turn based back then, and now right. it's like an action RPG. It's like Kingdom Hearts, and the reason why it's like Kingdom Hearts is because the guy who made Kingdom Hearts, Tetsuya Nomura, directed this game. Oh, really? So that's why. That's why. Yeah, it's, it's so, that's so reminiscent of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, like. It feels so, like, you know, similar to, like, Kingdom Hearts and stuff. And those slick little... I, I mean, I think there's a few of them in the demo, but, like, there's these slick little camera animations where it's, like, in a cutscene of sorts, and then it pulls out, and you're back to, like, third person. Did you did you see some of those? Uh, I don't remember directly, but I remember you always speaking about the animations, so it must be something to check out. Oh, dude, it is. It's actually pretty clever, and I've only seen it in Kingdom Hearts 3 and now Final Fantasy 7. It looks pretty dope, and it's kind of cool how they transition from a cutscene to, like, gameplay. It's really slick. I'll send you some links to that uh, today, actually, yeah, if I'll you want to check, check it them out. out. That's interesting, yeah. because it, I wonder, did he direct uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 as well? Oh, yeah, he, he so, directed yeah, he all just, the it's cool... A, it's just probably a new mechanic, or feature that not feature but more so i guess a new way of telling the story and making a the game story interesting so he just applied it to his new game which is cool because like yeah, you dude. said it's like i didn't know it was directed by the same person because it's very reminiscent even down to the spells and the 
the potions yeah. and stuff like that. It's like the same exact mechanic. Oh yeah, dude. And the thing that I find so addicting about like Final Fantasy VII is the fact that now you can like you know change your party members and like switch it or switch your party members during battle and stuff. So like you're constantly switching different party members and you know making some of these commands like one character could be healing another character while another character casts like thundog which is like the second level from thunder like a magical spell and stuff yeah. so it's really like hyperactive and like energetic and it actually keeps you like going like this game is straight up made for people that have adhd so i mean no joke there but like straight up it's just a quick fast stylish game so let me ask you this i'm gonna ask you yeah i'm gonna ask you on a left uh, a left field question what yeah being if you take away your bias being that you're a huge ff you know fan is it a good game yes honest to god like i think it's a good game and not only is the gameplay well crafted but also too the story is really interesting if i haven't if i never played the original like i would still think the story would be actually pretty damn good and also too some of the side quests like and here's something that they did very clever with like a bunch of side quests in the game is that they have it somewhat integral to the world in that if you do enough side quests like the prices for certain potions and items go goes down and really? people like npc yeah and some npcs like at the very you know beginning of like a chapter or something will like literally not even pay any attention to you until you complete a certain amount of like quests and stuff and then people are like hey you're that merc or in terms what a merc is it's like a mercenary because clouds a mercenary in the yeah, game yeah and yeah it's just like you hear people try to talk to you and like all that stuff it's actually pretty cool so they kind of took a note from uh I would say from one of your favorite games, The Witcher 3, where doing all these side quests and stuff actually affects the world and making all these choices. Really? Too. I did not know it was that detailed. Now, that, that, that makes me think back to where, where we talked about the last in the last episode where we talked about FF7, the demo, and we talked about how I didn't realize that it was actually a complete remake. And you told me that yeah, dude. it's a complete, like, because it used to be turn-based. And someone had told me that at a, I was on a job, and... The guy was like, yeah, it used to be turn-based. I was like, what? And then I, I confirmed that with you, and I was like, that's crazy because that essentially makes this an entirely new game. They just really, All they really did was yeah. bring over the story, which, like... It's calm, yeah. Which, by, by, that, by you now saying that it also has, like, side quests that affect the world, it's, it's just a new series, bro, pretty much. Yeah, it's a brand-new game, brand-new... I mean, the story's still the same, but it's, like, everything's brand-new about it, and it's almost, like... It's not just a remake, but it's also a reimagining too. That's what I'm because, saying. Like, like imagine if you took yeah, like, yeah. it's almost as if you took something like Medieval, right? Which you played the remake of yeah. Medieval, but it was almost it was just really a remaster. Imagine if you took that and then you put it in the you put you you took that story and you and you redesigned the mechanics to be much more like The Witcher or the new Assassin's Creed or Skyrim. You know what I mean? It's like a whole new game, but it's set in that same universe, which is. That's very. That's I actually commend. And uh, let me. It's a uh, who is it? Capcom. Who makes? Oh, uh, which? Who makes? Final who makes Fantasy? Final Fantasy? Square Enix. Square Enix. Yeah, I knew that. So yeah, like uh, 
that like I, that gives me a lot of respect, and I've always had respect for Square Enix. They always make games very. They remind me of the uh, Nintendo Switch of developers, or the Nintendo of yes. developers, because Nintendo doesn't fray from what they are good at. They're, they they very rarely go, oh, like this is what we're doing because the industry's moving in this way. Like we talked about before with uh, how they don't drop their prices because they believe that a price should always remain the same. That's the price of the product, right? Nintendo, and yeah. then they obviously they also make you know the you know, Super Mario's the the, uh, mm-hmm. the they they very rarely release an IP that's not reminiscent of their already developed uh, characters, and then they just bring in mm-hmm. Nintendo type mechanics to it. Well, Square Enix always gives that same feeling in my in my opinion. Like Square Enix does not really go outside the box. Like they they go outside the box in what they're good at, but they don't really. They're not trying to be like the next first person shooter. Like everyone's trying to get their oh, battle no. royale game right right now. That's the big thing. What can we do to make a and battle that... royale game? All the way down to like, Did you know Horizon Zero Dawn has a battle royale mode? I did not know that. No, no, I not Horizon. Not... I'm sorry, not Horizon Zero. Dawn. Oh, I was Forza about to say to the Horizon. No, I did not. The car okay. game, the video, the car game, the the freaking racing game i played it on xbox yeah. game pass it has a battle royale mode bro wow where you, where you just like race other cars and then you have to like knock them out by beating them in a race it's like crazy but it well, square enix wow. back to what i'm saying is square enix never folds to that like industry like you know they had the few they had a few hit or misses with like some some stuff like mirror's edge right where i love that game but like uh they you know the second one was pretty pretty terrible but like you know they they oh yeah the was second still, one was not good yeah it yeah. still fit into the the realm the world. of what Square Enix does and and why I respect that or I have a lot of uh, I guess yeah a lot of commendability for that rather than someone like Ubisoft is because Ubisoft is always like what can we do to be you know remain Ubisoft and in return we get you know the copy and paste method that they that they repeated on Assassin's Creed and just now oh recently God. is when they just decided to like try it but even then it's very reminiscent of the witcher and rpgs that are already been created so that's my little rant on yeah. that but square enix I, I just find that super dope bro that they that they remade an entire freaking game of uh, that they've already made before but they put in their own mechanic they just it, i think that's really dope oh yeah and you pretty much just summed up everything i liked <laughs> so <laughs> um i uh there was an interesting point that you said where like they know what they know and they do it like falsely and stuff and they rarely go out of their box and stuff and this is the same point like this is the same like or the exact sample that i was saying earlier about like how they're integrating side quests into the main story and stuff that's actually a great point because square enix has been known to actually keep themselves conservative about making games like if something works then it works you know what i mean like they don't try to they don't try to like leap like the river or something or like cross the river if they don't have any reasons like doing it and stuff um and that's another thing too because it was only like really a few years ago that they actually made their first final fantasy game action rpg instead of turn-based rpg which was uh, Final Fantasy 15, but you could also make the argument that 11 and 12 are also action RPGs because they kind of were like MMOs and stuff, and it wasn't really turn-based. Right. But that I digress. But um, it's just something. I, I honestly, did I ever tell you like my top five favorite 
uh, video game developers slash companies in Japan. Do you want to know who they are? Dude, hit me. Alright, so starting at number five is Atlas. They've made um, Demon Souls, they've made the Persona series, and they made like a bunch of other uh, series that I like. Uh, okay, number gotcha. four, yeah, number four is old Konami, not new N- Konami, old Konami. Oh, before, okay, yeah. we're not gonna we won't but, talk about any Kojima stuff, but yeah, I got I got what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that if none of you, if none of our listeners know, there was a huge uh, fallout between Kojima and Konami, which we talked about in a previous episode. But oh, Konami had uh you know Metal Gear games, uh or Metal Gear Solid games too, um Silent Hill, Castlevania, Sakuna or Sekunin, um series, and like one other series that I can't remember its name but it's like a mech series that i like uh capcom is my third uh resident evil street fighter all those games and then number two is square enix and then number one is nintendo for all these reasons so those are my top five what about playstation um playstation whoa (laughs) i'm just playing (laughs) that was kind of a trick question yeah I mean, they're so... I mean, granted, Nintendo's like that too, but, like, PlayStation's so much more globally now than Nintendo is. Nintendo feels like they have offices in the States, but they also have a main focus in Japan. Yeah, yeah they're, they're a Japanese just, market, for sure. You know, dude... Oh, yeah. Speaking of Nintendo, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Mario, Super Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Yeah, dude, dude, I want to I wanna hear everything you've played through. You told me... It's a fantastic game, and I'm super jealous because literally, like, there are no Switches to buy <laughs> right now. Um, well, they are, but they cost, like, 600 bucks Dude, for something. Yeah, before we continue about Super Mario Odyssey, let's talk about that for a second. Like, being, yeah, dude, yeah. what, you know, I, man, I'm going to get super emotional here for a second, but the world has always crapped on gaming for a long time. Oh, they, they, they still has. do, bro, and it's we're, the veil is finally starting to be revealed, to be like where gaming is not as bad as what people think it is, right? And yeah, this pandemic only shows that even more, bro, because how many people have come together, in in the form of gaming because it is, dude. Like, how many people are talking oh. about Animal Crossing? Dude, so many, and that's where people are taking their lives now. Like, are taking their lives and, like, playing Animal Crossing. Dude, yes, exactly. Nintendo is, man, not even Nintendo, but just gaming in general, bro. People are are playing online together. They're having fun. They're communicating with each other in a way that they can, it's 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 a different version of socializing. That's the thing is, like, people going out, I'm a big supporter of going out playing football, playing, throwing frisbees, going to the coffee shop, yeah. going to see movies. Of course. But, like, yeah. gaming is not separate from that. Just because you're doing it in your home and you're sitting down and, like, with a headset on and playing what some people may yeah. consider a mindless activity. Like, it's still a it's form mindless. of so- socializing. You know what I mean? And, first of all, there is some, yeah. there are some mindless titles. Like, I, I, I'll be guilty. Not titles. I won't even say it like that. I'm guilty that I sometimes will just play games so I can escape and just chill, right? Like, Forza, yeah. I just want to Same drive here. around and drift and do stuff like that. But, like, yeah, dude, man, people are coming together. They're playing The Division. They're playing the new Call of Duty. They're playing Animal Crossing. 
people are going mm-hmm. on. They're you know what I mean? Like they're having fun, dude. These 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 uh people playing Fortnite and PUBG, these these MMO, MMOs and World Just Warcraft. the other night, dude. Yeah, dude. Just the other night, uh, me and our editor, uh, Morgan Hugh, and like his roommate and girlfriend and sister, we all play Minecraft. All together and in a, in online? the same server, yeah, online like multiplayer, and yeah, we were on Skype. Yeah, dude, we were playing. I mean, we were on Skype. We could see each other. We could talk to each other. It was just a lot of fun. I mean, you you're pretty much like talking about a point that I you know have a lot to agree with. Yes, um, it's just now like people are now home and they're not going out and stuff like this is a way that video games are actually like a benefit for those that have doubted for so many years because now people are glued to their like you know consoles or whatever they're playing their games on now so it's just now it's actually a distraction from the outside world so yeah man gaming is gaming is uh is definitely getting i'm glad dude because people need to realize that and stop now, of course, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of, I don't care what, it's any activity that you involve yourself in, like, it has to have regulation, right? I can, like, people could say, like, you know, and let me break it down. If you game all day, right, and that's all you do, and you're yeah. really good at it, and you game, and cool, right? But, like, if you do that all day, people often frown upon you, depending on the community that you surround yourself with. They're like, oh, this is that, you're a gamer, like, you sit and go get to, go get a job. And it's like you might have a job, but all you do is come home and game. Like that's cool, but like that yeah. same that same energy is not given to someone who's obsessed with playing football. Like a guy who goes yeah. to the football field every day, doesn't spend time with his family, just goes and throws a football. It's considered like an obsession with his craft, and he's an obsessed yeah. athlete. Which is like they're both wrong. They're both yeah. Not good. They're both they're both not healthy healthy mentally or even physically. You know what I mean? Like you gotta relax, bro. Yeah, and like. Yeah. It, well, there's any, a saying any, that... Go ahead, yeah. sorry. But there's a saying that you shouldn't work out every day or you shouldn't lift weights every day because that actually strains your body. Strains your body. You know, and then mentally, bro, you start to get obsessed with anything, bro. Your, your mind just... You you need to relax. Your body's not built to do anything like that. So, like, I just hate that the, there's two different versions of it because now it... it now, or there's, it's like that double standard because now you have opportunities to make money doing doing anything really i mean aside from what's frowned upon like aside from just like the worst things that society offers but like you know like oh yeah gaming if dude if you game all day you're a professional gamer twitch yeah youtube twitch mixer youtube you know what make I mean? money okay like yeah. freaking i forgot uh esports bro like you can do so much now if you don't do that and it's just a hobby then you need to like you know take those breaks spend time with family do all that stuff then it becomes a problem yeah like if you can make money from it make it a job of course do it of course like and even then bro i I even know people who look down on like not look down but just don't see twitch and youtube and esports as a real thing they're just like that is nerd culture it's like no it's not dude people are making people like ninja are millionaires are celebrities yeah dude yeah you know what i mean straight up bro yeah I I get you but, I get you, yeah that's my little rant. But, uh, but Super Mario Odyssey. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, dude. dude don't, Super, don't worry. Super Mario Odyssey is a fantastic game. Uh, so you haven't played it yet, right? 
I have not, and I really want to. I want to play that. I want to play Breath of the Wild. I want to play Octo Traveler. I want to play like all these Cuphead. other games, but Cuphead. I want to play all those games, but yet I can't find like an affordable or reasonable price Switch yet. So because of this whole coronavirus and people buying the Switch whenever Animal Crossing got released, yeah, because people are buying it, it and selling it for more too, probably. Oh, oh my God! Like the prices are ridiculous and it's just like a few weeks ago um i realized we're getting a little off track from mario odyssey but it's just how the switch is doing right now like a few weeks ago uh gamesoft had like a special bundle for the switch animal crossing breath of the wild and then like some pro controller it got sold out in like an hour that's a pretty good bundle oh yeah like a really good bundle because he gets i don't i don't get one because it's too expensive but it's awesome. oh yeah <laughs> yeah but uh you were saying about mario odyssey bro so so yeah so mario odyssey so first of all a little history of why i got it so i am i didn't want to buy animal crossing because i'm not sure if it's my type of game i'm just not 100 percent yeah. sure um yeah but, like i wanted to get something because my girlfriend we're all you know we're all in quarantine doing this thing not necessarily quarantine but so you know self social distancing and trying to stay home and yeah. the games that we have, we've already, like, kind of played to their limitations, like Mario Kart, Zelda, uh, CTR Racing. Super Smash? Uh, Super Smash. Yeah. Like, she doesn't really like that. So I wanted to get a game that she likes. So we ended up getting Super Mario Odyssey. And I thought the whole time that Super Mario Odyssey was just, you know, a one-player game. It's like, you can yeah. only play one players, right? You can play it was through, actually two. You can play through the entire story in co-op locally. Ooh. Which I, I didn't realize that. Like, I find that to actually be cool. It just makes me realize like, how much thought they put into it. Because, so, Mario, without giving you too many spoilers, not not any spoilers, actually. Like, the beginning game, you learn that Mario has, like, his cap is now in it. Like, one of the new mechanics is that his hat is now a mechanic of the game. Like his which hat, is cool. His hat is a separate entity. So, if you go yeah. to two players, you can, like, the other one person can play Mario, the other person can play the hat. So like, oh, I, I was Mario okay. and my girlfriend was the hat the whole time, and we beat the entire game on two-player mode. And what a great bonding experience! Because like, she doesn't play games, but like, I could help her out in some areas, and she was helping me out in some areas, and like, it was cool, dude. Like, but more so on the that was I just thought that was really cool how they implemented an entire co-op mode uh, because they didn't have to do wow. that. Wow! So I wanted to mention that. But other than that, dude, it okay. has the typical attention to detail that you expect out of a nintendo uh a nintendo exclusive exclusive so yeah so yeah so i when i played super smash for the first time i did not know it got so detailed as far as like how like the, even the distance from the the opponent like and and then the the certain moves you can do when they're falling off the map you can tech them and like down sm- like you know how detailed the controls get on super smash yeah. like it's that it's yeah. that level of detail inside of super mario where it's like they don't really wow. give you one thing I commend about Nintendo and they don't really give you any like it, it treats the players they don't treat the players like idiots like they let us learn the right. game oh the yeah and, like I mean with Breath of sorry go, no, go ahead I'm listening like with Breath of the Wild like I've heard so many stories about how once you're in the game's world you can go anywhere like any little part of the world like it doesn't really tell you where like, you can explore anywhere, and, like, that's, 
a good example why Nintendo doesn't treat their gamers like they're idiots. Like they treat to them like you know they know what they're doing and stuff. So yeah, they don't yeah, treat them like uh, idiots, dude. They just in Zelda, bro. I, I got so mad, dude. They just throw you out there and they go, "Hope you can figure it out." Yo, because dude, there's yo, so hmm. many mechanics, bro. Like in Zelda, yeah. like you can like they don't even tell you about like you can skateboard down a hill on your shield. Yeah, like so, they, I've seen they gameplay even, of that. They don't even tell you how to do it. You just find out, and then maybe it'll tell you like later on. But like with 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 Mario, like that same thing. Like you can do so many things, like a triple jump. You like you have to hit the jumps perfectly each time you press. Every time Mario hits the ground, if you press it three times in a row perfectly, he'll jump higher than usual. Like with Cappy, yeah. like they they integrated the actual Joy-Con. So if you sh- if you if you're playing with, you know, the Joy-Con, you can shake it and he'll just like continuously throw the cap in, in various directions and like circular motion he can you can the cat can boost you up and like there's so many different mechanics that are that are not only there because you know they can include it but also there that makes sense and they feel so mm. satisfying like you played wow. god of, did you play god of war yet i have not i, well, I should but yeah you I should not. play it but What's in god up? of war it's always so satisfying to throw kratos's axe like, i've heard about that like the sound effects and just the the motion of it all. Right, like it's that satisfying in Super Mario, bro. Like everything about the game, even down to like his the way Mario moves and jumps. He has a long jump. You can like jump longer, but you have to hit the right keys at the right time. And he, he can do. Wow. Dude, there's so many different mechanics that are so well. Like they they never seem to hiccup. They always seem to be so smooth. And there's like there's literally I didn't see a single glitch the entire game. I mean that was expected and. Speak- Wow, it, it's so it's like, so satisfying, bro. Like the game is so satisfying. The puzzles are the, challenging. Yeah, it's not easy. Like that's the thing that the game's not easy at all. Like it, it can be easy sometimes, but like some of the puzzles in the game are are, are, are incredibly, incredibly confusing at times. Like why I should do something? It, oh, oh my gosh! What's up, bro? That that what? But like so, one thing they did was really cool was that they there's part of, parts of the game. Or if you enter, like, you know, the green tunnels, if you yeah. enter the green tubes, that you'll, like, start, you'll, in, you'll end up in a 2D uh, classic Mario world. What? No but way. But the way that it's implemented That's... is, like, it's so, oh, dude, it's hard to explain. You have to see it for yourself. But it's not like you just end up in the screen turns to that. You're, like, so if you enter the tunnel, then the wall that you entered in then like sh- you're like you're like it shows the wall so you it's like a, you see the 2d world but like you also are like combined in the 3d world okay it's very now very you interesting know. you have to look it up after we get done talking but it's so fun and they're yeah, actually dude. really challenging too yeah dude I'll, I'll look that up man um but speaking about having like feeling this gratification slash just this self like importance of like every like little thing you do in a game like from chumping to throwing like Kratos hammer that's kind of like how I feel about the combat with like Final Fantasy 7 that's something I didn't really mention when I was first talking about it but now that we're talking about it like every little thing you do in the game in terms of combat feels like purposeful and rewarding like it feels like it feels like what you're doing actually kind of matters, you know what I mean? So, right. yeah, and it's not just, like, those games, but, like, I've been playing, um, before Final Fantasy VII, I've been playing um, the remakes for Resident Evil 1 and 2. 
and bro, holy shit, are they? I forgot, dude. You've been playing games. those. I'm getting mad, dude, because I haven't had. To, I really haven't had the energy or time to like really dig into the demo at all, even. Dude, it's so good. It's so freaking all good. Right, before you, you start, know, did though, I? Is it scary? Yeah. Which which one? Because like the new because one. like in my the newest one like Resident Evil Three yeah. Nemesis or just yes I would say so and it's very like the first in all honesty the first like four games are very tactical based like they're like you know third person shooters in some regards but well especially like you know the fourth one because that's when it became an actual third person shooter because right. the first three were like fixed camera angles and yeah, like uh, tank controls the weight like very much like telltale yeah yes and like the thing about like those original games is like you had a lot of like intensity and anxiety because you couldn't see behind like you know the next room or whatever until you had to like walk through it and stuff you didn't know you were gonna face like a uh, service which is like a zombie dog which those things Dude, are I, hate, I hated those things Dude, those things were terrifying, bro. I wonder terrifying. If they, and I want to know: Did they implement that into the new game? Like, is it is it is it as equally terrifying? Yes, like definitely. Uh, well, definitely like the first one because you know the first one was remade for the GameCube back in like 2002, and then they then they've been like porting it to other consoles so people can actually like play it and. Right. It's probably my third favorite Resident Evil game from uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 4. Because Resident Evil 4, I don't know if you've played it or not, but Resident Evil 4 is like a masterpiece of a game. Even though like it pretty much just differs greatly from the first three games. Yeah. But uh, um, playing like Resident Evil 2, oh my god, is it terrifying. Like... Mr. X, like, there's a certain point, and this is really clever in the game, there's a certain point in the game where you're going through this police station, and it's just all these puzzles and lock rooms, and you're trying to find certain items to unlock, because the first three games were like that, where you just backtracked a lot and explore and figure out these puzzles and kill zombies or avoid zombies in some regards, because those games, like, it's not an action shooter where... Like, you can just bulldoze through an entire lobby of zombies. No, you really have to, like, think about what you're doing in the game. Like, do you want to spend all this ammo on, like, a few zombies? Or do you want to save it for a harder encounter? Right. And it's just, to me, like, and I've told you this, but, like, the first three games are good examples of what a good survival horror is. It's not just, like... In today's era, it's not just like you should hide and run and all that shit with like amnesia and like Outlast and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, which is like kind of it's kind of got burnt out on that genre now. Oh my god, so burnt out. It, It should it should be balanced between that and actually having some way of fighting back or reserving or item managing and stuff. Right. Um. But the second one, dude, oh my god, I thought the first remake was terrifying. No, the second one... Is it scary? Oh god, oh my god, dude. Like, this. let me me just say that the RE engine that they use for the remakes, or for the second remake and the third remake, 
gorgeous engine. Like, just beautiful graphics. It looks good. Oh, uh, it looks so good. And the animations and the character movement, fantastic. Um, but going back to, like, the, the lobby, or not the lobby, but the police station, you just explore around, learn all these enemies and stuff, and there's a point where you kind of go out from the main police station into, like, this parking lot, but there's, a there's like, this thing blocking your way where you have to get, like, this uh, key from somebody, so you have to literally go back and, like, find, like, resources to get this key into the, uh, the police station, and then one moment in the game this tyrant which that's the name of the the enemy name but the actual name is mr x uh he's this big bulky like eight feet tall or know, seven feet tall is, yeah. dude yeah like just terrifying with that uh what's the name of those hats which there's an achievement if you shoot that hat off his head it's actually uh pretty fun but like it's just terrifying tr trying to like uh avoid him at uh, at all possible needs what's his like so let me let me ask you about this without giving any spoilers away what's his what type of attack methods does he use he just hits you and throws you and does he tries walk to though or does he you. run he he walks and runs which is even more terrifying because literally you could be like hiding from him in a room because there are certain rooms in the game where he can he get through enter them, because yeah, he can get through some of them. Like, some of the rooms, he can literally just bust through the door and chase your ass around. And that's when you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, I should be really uh, uh, filming myself uh, as that's happening. But, like, um, it's just the, sa the sound effects is what makes him even more terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you could be hiding in a room and you could hear these loud, echoing footsteps approaching and you you wouldn't know which way he's going because it's so loud and so undirectional so right. he could be atop of you on the next floor or he could be literally walking down the hallway like on the side of like the room or something it's just like scary and it's just like it makes the game even harder because what you've learned from that point doesn't matter so now like the game throws you this monkey wrench at you and you're trying to figure out how to use it so it's just genius game design because in the first re2 the original mr x didn't appear until uh um the B story, which those games have an A and B story, depending on which character you play as yeah. and vice versa. So you get new cutscenes, new events, so on and so forth in the actual ending. So it's just now he's in both A and B stories. And it's just like, wow, I have to go through him like a second time instead of just one time. So yeah, it's just, uh, I couldn't like put those games even higher than that. I mean, it's just, well, hey, Fantastic! Where, where, where can the listeners go and get these games at, and what, what do they cost? Dude, okay, so you can get Final, or sorry, Final Fantasy VII is obviously on PS4, but um, you can get RE like remake and RE2 remake for twenty bucks on PS4 right now. So I would highly recommend you guys getting those games because they are bucks, fun and terrifying. Deal. Oh yeah, it's really good deal, and like Resident Evil. Uh, 2 remake hasn't even been out for more than like a year now so it's already like at 20 bucks so yeah that's uh that's uh those are some good games bro but speaking about a good game and 
I know this made you sad, and it made me sad. Oh, no. But The Last of Us Part... I know, dude. It's coming, bro. It's coming. We gotta talk about it. But The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed indefinitely. We have no idea when they're gonna get back on the horse and finish this. So that's terrible, bro. That's butt cheeks. It is. And they only had a month left. And this game has been delayed, like, what, twice now? So it's just like now... Oh, we all know why. I mean, COVID-19. But also, too, like, I've been reading articles about their uh, their studio that's and what how... That's what I'm saying, bro. I some, think it's they're using COVID as, a, uh, as an escape. An excuse. Yeah, as an escape. Like a, 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 a scapegoat. That's the term. Right. An scapegoat for not finishing the game. But here's my thing. Like, since people... Some people are having to work at home now. Like, couldn't they just grab their like pcs and stuff and like take them home and then have like a share file or something no, i don't know no, like well i was reading about that and they said that it's not as a they said here's they said the problem is they can work it they, ha- they do have people working at home but they said it's definitely like way 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 less effective which i would oh, understand i mean they're dealing with huge yeah. files and stuff like who knows how they what they're served they oh. probably have an in-house server and all that stuff that like that probably doesn't you know what i mean like it's not like they're transferring mm-hmm. via dropbox like they they have an in-house yeah. server and doing all this crazy stuff so like i'd imagine it messes up their whole their whole production and and then also like like yeah like they're honestly like the way naughty dog has handled the situation like I'll say, I love Naughty Dog, but they've handled this situation poorly. Not with the pandemic, yeah. but with the workers. Like they're people complaining, yeah. dude. They. I was reading one that said that the they had to hire like pretty green animators, uh, people who really? aren't that, yeah people who aren't nearly as skilled because you know people are quitting and because they're overworked and they or they're you know what I mean yeah and like. They're getting fed up. They're getting fed wow. up, and they're hiring pretty new animators who don't know, you what know, what the processes are, or make mistakes that they have to, you know, then circ- circ- circulate around and figure out how to. Because that, that's what that's just what they got to work with, and it ends up people getting, you know, people end up getting mad and upset, and it's very tense. And then they said that yeah. it got to the point where they're hiring movie, they're they're hiring movie animators. Did you hear about really? that? Really? Like Naughty Dog. Is I did hiring, not hear about that. Yeah, Naughty Dog is hiring. Mm-hmm filmmakers bro like movie uh cgi wow. like, uh, vfx artist because, wow and, and they well, said the game I mean, and game and movie industry yeah. animation is like you know not night and day but it's, they have their differences so training those people up it's also causing delays and i'm like dang dude they're, oh, they're they're fishing for nothing right now yeah they're struggling right now wow i did not know that i mean granted like their game's always kind of well before they switch over to Uncharted and Last of Us, like, or, yeah, or after that, I'm sorry, I'm getting myself confused. Like, nowadays, like, their games feel like movies now. Right. Um, Like, with Uncharted and The Last of Us. But before that, they, they were the same guys who made Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Dexter. I mean, those were their flagship franchises. And now they're, like, going to more, like, a narrative or heavy-focused narrative of these games now. So... I mean, I, I kind of understand why they would hire these CGI, like, animated, like, you know, filmmakers and stuff. But at the same point, like, still, like, movies and video games are two different, like, medias. Right. So, you have to adapt 
to like a new media if you're trying to like transition over or having the same somewhat the same information or technology or you know knowledge that you had in one media so yeah i mean you can't you can't teach you can't teach a a layouter in the video game industry how to grip in the film industry i mean for sure i mean you can but it's like it's gonna take time so yeah that's that's wild actually that's uh never heard that huh well my my biggest question is how long like is this gonna be like postponed for because literally there's still stuff coming out like there's still games coming out of you know well, they said the indefinitely industry. that's what sucks and uh because you know it just means whenever they get out to us uh, uh we we have yeah. that a lot we're going on right now but troy baker tweeted yeah he said that now this is just speculation but he said that he goes uh something big is coming up soon stay tuned he said that like what like, yeah like a day after the delay was announced and uh yeah so we that could mean something for his career or it could mean something for the last of us so we don't know it's just speculation you know what i mean but oh, i would God. imagine okay. that hopefully it's for the last of us Oh my god. I mean, people have been waiting for part two, which, in all honesty, in the community or in the fan base of The Last of Us, there are a large group of people that have gone on and said that, like, The Last of Us didn't need a sequel, but then they saw the trailer where it's uh, Ellie, and she's playing on the guitar, and, like, you know, she's giving out, like, this dialogue and stuff, and they were like, okay, now, like... I want a sequel. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. You know, like, yeah, I was one the, of those the people. First game. I was one of those people for sure who like thought. Oh yeah. Like I don't know if this needs a sequel. Like this, just let it be. And now I'm excited. And, and here, yeah. here's the thing: is like Neil Druckmann said that he wouldn't make a sequel unless he felt there was a story there. So I definitely, definitely trust his judgment, being that he is a you know terrific director. But you yeah. know, I have had my spe- I've had I've, you know it's crazy. As tr- speaking of Troy Baker and Neil Druckmann and some of the other actors of it, I had my doubts, if I'm being honest, just recently, because I don't know if you've read up on it, but they people have been, Troy Baker came out and said, I hope people have a open mind about The Last of Us okay. Part 2. He goes, I hope people have an open mind about The Last of, Last of Us Part 2, because huh. it's a little different. Okay. Yeah, look that up, bro, huh. when you get some time, because, and then someone else said the same thing, they were like, he's, like I think it was Neil who was talking about how he hopes people you know, approach the game, you know, with a, with a mindset and like, you know, they're open about it and that he thinks people will like it. And, but like at the same time, it's like, what? Like, what did they do? What? That, it sounds very ambiguous right now. Just saying, you know, have an open mind for The Last of Us Part Two, which either that means the content, like the content matter is very different or like maybe disturbing or just the game in general is like very different that that's just what i'm thinking yeah because it seems like yeah and it just seems like from some of the trailers that we've seen in the gameplay it seems like it's a revenge story like it seems like hands down it's a revenge story which might actually be a misdirect if i'm not mistaken i think that's a misdirect because i think yeah i don't think it's revenge for, I mean, I don't know. I have my speculation that, that, uh, because in the trailer that I've seen, 
Joel does not like. She does not look happy to see Joel, and Joel does not. Look, he looks guilty when he goes up. He's like, you, "Yes, you think I was going to let you do this alone?" He looks guilty. So I'm assuming yes. at one point in the game, if you haven't played The Last of Us by now, I'm sorry, but here's some spoilers. I don't know why you haven't played it by now, but yeah, but like in the you know the fact that he lied to her about the the true. Uh, happenings of what happened when he got her to the Firefly, Firefly camp and they operated on her and found out that she had the cure, but they had to cross-engineer her brain, which meant that she was going to have to die to develop it. He saved her and killed yeah. everybody in there. And then which, he lied I to mean, her and told that, her that he didn't do that, even though that's what she wanted because she would rather die than to let this continue. I'm assuming she yeah. finds that out. And I, and for yeah. whatever reason, she just kind of like disowns him as who he is. Because her best friend died from the virus, and so it's more personal to her. But, like, something happens, dude, because it, I don't think it has to do with Joel. I think other than that, like, that's what happened. Like, that's going to be the how they – because here's the thing. is like the whole point – the whole heart of the original game was that Joel's daughter died, and he had to now transport a girl who's similar to her age across America, and they yeah. built a relationship. So that – by doing that, we get a similar relationship where they hate each other and have to build it up again. But something else in yeah. the game happens. I don't think it's as black and white as that girl that she's liking dies at the hands of somebody. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think they're as. Naughty Dog is not as black and white as that. I think no. that she's gonna either find out something about the past, Tommy. Something maybe Tommy's in there somewhere. But but like, we have no information about those weird, freaking. Not even the. It's not the the religious cult. The ones that had like the bow and arrows who wear all brown. Yeah, that you don't talk about the I ones. Know you're talking. The one, yeah, yeah, like, yeah we have no information about. about who they are at all. No, so like zero. When we when they say something, when they say ambiguous stuff, like have an open mind. I think I kind of like it. It does have me does have me in my mind about doubts about ooh, whether they they made a very edgy. But at the same time, I'm a, like one of my favorite movies is Mother by Darren Aronofsky, which is out very left field and like. Yes. I love movies. Wait, I mean, really? I love, yeah, I love that movie. That's one of your favorites? I love that movie. Really? It's one of my favorites. But, like, I like it because wow. it's so left field and so different. So, if, yeah. if you know, The Last of Us Part Two goes in a way that is not as expected, I would actually kind of, I'm actually kind of excited to see where it, what it does. And, and you know what? I, I have very, 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 very small doubt in my mind that, not even if it's not that not it's not even the Last of Us series that I have the the faith in. It's Naughty Dog, because even yes. back down to Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Dexter, yeah. bro, their games have always been great. So like even Uncharted, oh, yeah. like the game is gonna be good. Like I have no doubts that the game is gonna be a masterpiece. It's gonna be good. Now the story, if that is questionable, I can live with it. I mean, freaking Uncharted Three was questionable, but the game was great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I have no doubts in that the game is going to be great, and it's definitely worth my day one purchase. It's definitely going to probably have some replayability. The only doubts I have is, what if do they treat the, the do they treat the source material? I'm not the, I guess this is the source material, but do they treat the story with due diligence? And, and I, and I, had, like I said, I have very little doubt that even that's a problem. I just, I hope, I kind of am glad that they're not going down what people think they're going to go down. That's yeah. not like that's not Naughty Dog. That's not not even Naughty Dog. It's not Neil Druckmann style. No, he he likes Absolutely to not. take us down a roller coaster where we're like, "Dear God, help us! We don't want to walk." We like we're, we're we're so sad because we just finished his story. Like we want, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like it, I, wow. it, it's a misdirection, dude. I totally agree with you. It's a total misdirection uh, on on their part yeah. about oh we see her look like she's getting like 
abused and then killed that girl that she has that yeah. relationship with. I yeah. like it's something Maybe the that. girl maybe the girl's the one that did that to her. That that's crazy as fuck, but I mean Dude, I know. that could be a possibility. That know, could be a yeah. possibility. I, 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 and yeah, the girl maybe, even did something did that, or like maybe some people came through and like raided that entire like place, like place, yeah, that plantation or not plantation, but um, settlement. That settlement. The settlement that they. Who yeah. knows? I mean, theories. No. The theory. My theory is that. Uh, that she finds out something about her mom or like a former part of her life. And, yeah. And. Uh, Actually, you know, yeah. I don't want to. I, I feel like that's even too black and white. Like, dude, it's gonna be, it's gonna blow our minds. I have no doubt that it's gonna uh, blow our minds because uh, Neil Druckmann said he would not do the story unless he had something. And Troy Baker said he even had his doubts. Him and the girl who plays really? Ellie, what's her name? Really? Um, she voiced. She's actually voiced some cartoon characters from right. our uh, childhood. I can't remember what her name is Me though. Either, but uh, her and Troy Baker said that when they went into it. They even yeah. had their doubts that they wanted to make a sequel. And they said when they heard the story, they were like, okay, yes. This is what we're, okay. They were like, wow. yes, we're definitely doing this. And I was like, what? I mean, that's that's actually, like, that's putting some standards out there, bro. That's actually, you know, putting this on, like, not really on a pedestal, but just having it in such a high regards where you first had doubts about it. And then once you heard the story, it's like, oh, this is actually going to be really good. Like, that's actually pretty cool. All right. Yeah, and then also before we end that conversation, I wanted to say that uh, I also read something where Troy Baker, I think it's Troy Baker, or, no, it was, I think it was Neil Druckmann, was saying that uh, he said that PlayStation and Naughty Dog are communicating right now and that they are exploring options about The Last of Us Okay. Release. Okay. Like they said so no, they don't, nothing confirmed because someone asked, like, "Are you? What, have you guys considered like a digital drop?" And they were like, "Which we're that's considering options. that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm gonna buy a digital, so it's not like I'm gonna buy a physical copy. And like, this is just my little rant slash praise for digital media. Like, if you just simply buy it from like their ser- or their network or whatever and download it it's in your device now like you can take it with you and stuff and like i'm not like against physical copies but like now in this time like it's really not a good idea to just go to a store and buy yeah like, in this time specifically like, i do appreciate physical copies because of the media and the, and the look and you can put yeah. it on a shelf somewhere but i'll probably get it yeah, digital yeah. As, where beca- as well because digital like PT is a good example. Um, oh yeah, if, PT's know, a great example. It, it, digital, it was like yeah. you download. Like now, it's like people are selling like thousand dollar PlayStations that have PT on it. Yeah, straight up. Um, which um, what was it? Well, you know, speaking about PlayStation, did you see? And I, I guess this is where we're gonna end our conversation with the last. Oh, one, I know what you're so. talking about. Yeah, we should talk about this. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah, dude. It's it, it's such an interesting design. So, PlayStation or Sony, better yet, has released their picture for the PS5's controller. And at first, I thought it was kind of like a halfway reveal where we only see the bottom and the top part was actually covered with this, you know, this white coating or this white little, like, uh, 
blueprint-ish kind of design but then when you actually look at it a little bit more that's actually the controller so the top part's white and the back part and the bottom part are all like black no it's actually well, so let me cool. get your initial thoughts on it like what do you think i i actually liked it at first i was like what is this like is this just uh like are they just teasing us or is this like legitimately like uh the actual thing and then like the more i delve into it i was like okay this is part of the actual thing and i actually like it yeah back to, so, back to what yeah. i'm saying bro i think yeah i like stuff that's left field and this controller is left field i like it like so oh, based well. off some of the yeah. things i've read off the top of my memory is that first of all they took a, a they took a better uh they, they they tested it on a bunch of people's hands and yes i won't deny the obvious fact it sways more into the xbox controller's direction with the rounded side, it does the more fat rounded chunkier sides which i yes. like the xbox controller better than the playstation 4s i just do it feels better in my hands uh there's certain mm-hmm. things about it it's just comfortable and playstation took that route which i appreciated but they didn't copy it because the analog sticks are still at the bottom which i like them like that bet anyways um yeah and then they're saying that they're going to have haptic feedback, not only in the center of the really? controller, but in the triggers. Really? So when you're driving a okay. car, for instance, or you're shooting a gun, you can feel the power of that gun in the R2, L2, L1, L2 triggers. Wow. Okay. Which is, I don't know if you've ever that... experienced haptic feedback on like an Apple Watch or anything, but it's very, 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 no. very, very uh, nuanced. It has like a very distinctive feel to it specific feel really i've never wear an apple watch okay wow yeah yeah yeah, it's very it's very cool uh so i'm glad that they implemented that in there for sure um and and yeah i like that it's white and what's cool is that like i like all black i'm an all black person like uh, aside from just my skin color like i'm also all black you know what i mean but like for those of you didn't know i'm like i'm mixed uh, i'm light skin but anyways (laughs) Like, are you are you biracial, David? Are, yeah, you knew you didn't know that. Yeah, my mom is. I, my mom's I knew white, that. My dad's black. I knew that. Oh, okay, I, gotcha. I was just. I, I knew that, bro. <laughs> oh, I knew that. I but, was uh, just kidding. But dude, so I've seen yeah. some like mock-ups. Have you seen the mock-ups of like different uh, colors? No, I haven't. So we're, that's we're, actually... quick before I go into that. They they instead of taking the color bar from the on top of the controller where it usually is on the PlayStation Four, now it's under. It sits on the it sits on the uh, the the under the touchpad now. Yeah. Where, okay. Yeah, there's a, a touchpad now, and there now there's a uh, create button, which is going to yeah. They're going to go into more of that later, what that can do. But it's going to be I think it's going to be very similar to what uh, the Google Stadia controller did, uh, which is like yeah. You know, you can probably share for longer than 15 minutes, which is all you can max share on PlayStation 4 now. But you can probably By like. By the way, you, go ahead. Yeah. By the way, Stadia is dead. What? Oh, well, uh, yeah. I, have you heard I, about I, Stadia, though? They just released a free version. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. I downloaded it and everything, but it's it's how, it's definitely. How is it? It's, uh, it's I haven't it's, downloaded a game yet because that's the thing. I think it is dead. I just don't want to play it. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> no, nah, but. I, I was just. Uh, it, yeah, it's dude, pretty. Go it's, ahead. It's probably Sorry, I didn't PlayStation. You. Yeah, back to the controller. Yeah. The. <laughs> The, the yeah the color bars under the touchpad now as you can see on the images that they released but the colors dude they, they're releasing a white as of now which makes me wonder 
is the is the console going to go more of a white root which i don't want it to but i'm all right if it did because i you know it's a console so but i like all black because yeah i'm, I'm like a very minimalist very subtle design oh dude i'm i'm that way too i'm all black or i'm all white and i'm also white so no nah, i'm kidding but uh <laughs> but yeah dude i mean but uh, it, it doesn't colors don't really matter but someone said someone had made some like mock-ups like a pink version of it like a, a red like it gives it a lot of room to be a really this very very versatile uh color designs which that means they're probably yeah. taking a little bit of out of uh nintendo's playbook with the joy cons and i don't know man i, I kind of i like it and i think it's going to be pretty dope and uh, yeah, we'll yeah. I guess we'll see where the PlayStation Five is going to go in the now with the console design because the controller is white, so I'm assuming the PlayStation maybe the, have a variation of black and white as well. That's see that actually makes me more excited for the PS Five now because if it has the same variations on the controller, it'll definitely have a variations on the console. Yeah, like, like I'm I, very I, curious. We all thought that it was going to be very like very PlayStation, you know. Uh, uh, like casual yeah. PlayStation, which was you know the black sleek design, but now that I'm seeing this controller, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what they do with the con. It might be completely out left field of what we're used to seeing from them. Yeah, dude, and you know something I was thinking about, like what if they had like three possible design choices of just black and white for the PS5 that you could buy? You know what I mean? Like one could have like a very like circular or circular or you know circular something like. Yes, thank you. Um, like, look to it. And the other one could have, like, diamonds going, like, cross-hashing and stuff and going across one another or, like, a very standard one. You know, something yeah. like that. You know, mixing with, like, playing with black and white. Right. So, yeah. So that would uh, that would actually make it look pretty stellar. But, uh, dude, I think this is an episode. That is it, man. Very, very... There's actually surprisingly a lot of gaming news. I'm glad we could, could uh, talk about it, but... Yeah, man. Uh, hope though, you guys are staying yeah. safe and washing your hands and staying inside and gaming. Uh, please, like, dude, send us a message. Let me know. Let us know in our, at our email at splitscreengamingworld uh, at gmail.com what games you're playing right now. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. We, we want to know what you guys are playing and let us know uh, what you think of us. So, uh, yeah, dude. It was nice chatting with you, brother. As always, bro. Just, yeah, bro. Well, we're signing off. See ya. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode of Split Screen Gamers. Um, We're trying to expand the podcast. There's a lot of things we want to do. We have ideas. We want to go to cons. We want to play games and give you guys reviews. The thing is, if you want to support the podcast, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash split screen gamers. Everything is welcome. But if you don't have it, just tuning in is just enough for us. We love to have you guys listening in and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Also, if you'd like to ask us a question, feel free to email us at split screen gaming world at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys and hear your thoughts, or if you'd like to do some Q&A stuff, we'll feature it on the show. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of Split Screen Gamers. All right.